0: Welcome to A Big Happy Life. I am your host, Whitney Putnam, and I'm so glad that you're here. It's so fun to be able to share this space together and talk about what it really means to live a big happy life, especially in the year 2020 when everything seems to be a little bit like, well, let's be honest, doom and gloom. It's been so fun to continue to point us to really the abundant life that Jesus gave us even in 2020. And this little mini series that we're in is all about leadership. The world is looking for leaders. And the best part is Christianity. We should be the ones that are leading the world because Jesus actually was one of the most influential leaders all of history knows. Therefore, we get to be leaders As well. So, we've talked about building our language, building our talents, building our habits, and we are going to be talking about building our purpose. Before we get to that, I want to share with you that we are going to be starting five weeks to discovering your big happy life, which actually is all about really and truly getting to the nitty gritty of discovering your purpose. We are going to be launching that course January 13th and it will run for five weeks. You guys, we've already ran two of these sessions and women are walking away intentionally with a purpose in hand and a way to actually go about it. I want this for you and for the whole wide world. So if you're interested, you can go to Whitney slash happy, and you can sign up again. It will be run for five weeks and it starts January 13th. We will meet on Wednesday evenings for an hour and a half to dive in to discovering your purpose. The two rules about discovering your big, happy life courses is we talk a lot about God. We talk a lot about you. So make sure to go check that out. Again, it's WhitneyPutnam.com slash happy. Okay, today we're talking about, surprise, building our purpose. And again, this is actually building our purpose. Yes, certainly Jesus was the most purpose-filled man ever to live and he did it perfectly. But me, Whitney Putnam, I actually believe that it is my purpose here on this earth to help others discover their purpose and then be able to put in a plan to implement that. And so this is my sweet spot and I can't wait to talk about it with us. You guys, it's true that Jesus was the most mission-filled human that ever existed. He was certainly full of mercy and grace. He was full of passion. He was full of hope but he was certainly completely filled with purpose. He lived every minute on purpose. When he got away to go be with his father, with God, it was for a purpose. When he gathered people around a table, it was for a purpose. When he healed, it was for a purpose. When he rebuked, it was for a purpose. Jesus was zealous with purpose in today's episode, I want you to be able to actually begin to form words around what your purpose is and to create pathways toward it. Now, if you're thinking, I know what my purpose is, that's great. I still want to give you some practical tips to actually implement that out. And if you're thinking, I have really no idea what I want to be when I grow up, Hey, join the party. There's a lot of us. According to a Facts and Trends article in 2019, there are 900 million people unfulfilled in their work in over 142 countries. In the U.S. alone, 70% of people are unhappy in what they do. Okay, I'm going to read that again because literally our jaws should be dropping In 2019, these were the numbers, 900 million people, 900 million people unfulfilled in their work in over 142 countries. And in the US alone, 70% of people are unhappy in what they do. You guys, this is how we are spending our life. Now, listen, I have been there and it wasn't necessarily because of my line of work, but mostly because I lost sight of myself and my passions along the way. And because of that, I started caring more about what other people wanted from my life than what God wanted from my life. Let me say that one more time too. I cared more about what other people wanted for my life rather than what God wanted for my life that led me to a life of living in a prison cell really living for other people's opinions of me rather than god's opinion of me and so my key question that i ask myself all the time is am i pleasing god or am i pleasing man if you and i could sit in that question and live our lives from that lens you guys our lives would change. And hey, even beyond those numbers of the 900 million people being unfulfilled, again, 900 million people and 70% of Americans being unfulfilled in their purpose and in what they do, I can almost guarantee a majority of us are just drifting just drifting through our days, not really living intentionally. Here's how I can actually say that. Our phones, they're the timekeepers. They're showing us just how much time we're wasting online, myself included. Our calendars, they're our game boards. They are showing us how we are playing this game of life. And our pocketbooks are the scoreboards revealing exactly where we are spending our money. You guys, if Jesus lived on purpose, we should be living on purpose as well. And so here we're going to just talk about three separate questions. I want to share three separate questions with you. And then I want you again to be able to start formulating your purpose and maybe have a pathway in moving toward that. So the first is, the first question is, what is your purpose? Okay, okay. The second question is, how do I accomplish this purpose? And the third question is, when do I need to use boundaries around my purpose? Okay, so let's go through these just briefly. Again, if you want more, we are going to go really deep into this in the course, but I wanna get this into as many hands um, as possible. So what is your purpose? Okay. Now, Jesus, Jesus' purpose was the same as ours. And it was also different. And this should be good news for us um, because Jesus lived, yes, to certainly proclaim that he was the son of God and that he was there to die for the souls of everyone. And you just need to believe in him in order to be saved. He was there to proclaim this, but Jesus' purpose really was actually to die on the cross to save all of humanity from their mistakes and then give us eternal life and eternal life in heaven and abundant life here on earth. So that is, that is different. Then us as humans, we are not here to actually die on a cross and save all of humanity. You can actually exhale. Friend, I hope when I'm saying this, you can actually exhale. You are not the world's savior. So many of us are living in a sense that we need to be our family savior, our works savior, our church's savior. We already have a savior. He fulfilled that purpose. We merely become the mouthpieces to point to that savior. So friend, if anything, I hope you exhale today. The Savior has already come. You do not need to be that for your spheres of influence. But you and I all have been called to the Great Commission to be the mouthpiece, telling the world that Jesus came and lived and died again so that we have abundant life here on earth and eternal life in heaven. Matthew 28, 19 through 20, something that should be so ingrained in our spirits is therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. So yes, we are called to go and make disciples and eventually We will have to use our mouths to point people to Jesus and to the scriptures and to the word and to the Trinity. We will have to open up our mouths and share that. But I also am here to say that as much as we are the mouthpieces, we are a thousand other pieces. Some of us are artists and will use our hands and minds in ways that I never could Some of us are businesswomen and we will use our strategies and the way we can actually use Excel spreadsheets. We will use different pieces of our mind to change our organizations and our corporations. Some of us are creatives and we will use that space in our brain to create advertising strategies, to create pieces for our homes, to create all sorts of different beautiful things for Our world. Some of us are engineers and are creating things well beyond my mind could even fathom, creating roads and stoplights, creating actual things that are launched into outer space, that are creating these moving vehicles along the road. Some of us are curating young minds or older minds. Some of us are pouring life into people by sitting with them in counseling chairs or in psychoanalysis chairs, or some of us are just merely meeting with people to have coffee and pour life into them. And all of it is important. It is us bringing, like we mentioned in the very first episode of this our talents to the table, our unique ways of actually bringing God glory. So friend, you were not, your purpose is not to go and die on the cross. Your purpose is to live out those unique abilities as best and as most excellently and intentionally as you can. And then eventually it is to use your mouth to share the good news of Jesus Christ. That is your purpose. Now, how do you accomplish this? It's nice to know maybe what you're made for or what that looks like. And quite honestly, friends, that actual work of knowing your purpose, what it is you're called to do, your giftings, one, it can change throughout seasons, and two, it takes a lot of digging. So again, some of us are listening to this thinking, I've got it, I know what I'm out there to do in this season. And some of us are thinking, I have no clue. It's okay, it takes time. How do we go about accomplishing this? Okay, so yes, maybe we have, we know what we're supposed to do or now we're challenged to start thinking about it. How do we go about this? Well, here is what is so interesting to me about the world. We go and get all sorts of help for all sorts of reasons, right? We go and get a physical trainer. Beachbody is something that we, people are streaming through their screens every day to help them get the body that they want. We have people that are helping us with our nutrition, really training us to eat the right foods. We maybe bring in somebody into our organization that can help us with new product development or some kind of strategy. All the time, we're pursuing trainers to help us be the very best version that we can be, quite honestly, physically or even mentally. But what I want to challenge us in is living out this God-given purpose intentionally. And so one thing that I do and a strategy that I give throughout my course is we set a calendar, not just a daily calendar, or weekly calendar, but an annual calendar for ourselves so that we can go and live our purpose. So this means that I have daily things that I'm working on, weekly things, monthly things, quarterly things, and annual things. I set them and I check them. Okay, that might seem scary and like too much intentionality, but if living on purpose for God is our highest calling, why are we not pouring that much time and attention into it And so just for example, my purpose, I know that I've been called to teach women to live into their purposes and to creatively communicate ways to do that. So for me daily, this means I need to be meeting with Jesus. I can't help women live their Jesus purpose if I am not meeting with Jesus. And so daily, I want to meet with Jesus. Also, I want to utilize social media for good. So I'm going to... Three to four times a week, put out content that is pointing people to Jesus and their purpose. This is something that I am intentional with. I also have things monthly that I'm doing and quarterly. For example, I know that I want to help more women live into their purpose. So I host quarterly workshops to help women do that. And finally, annually, I make sure that I set down to rewrite my goals and also something that's just near and dear to my heart. I know it is part of my purpose as well as to pour into pastors and their wives. And so we are hosting very small, intimate gatherings where we get to love and pour life into them. This way, when I set my calendar in front of me, this means I actually know that I am fulfilling the parts of life that God has for me so friend, what would happen to your days if you lived more intentionally what would happen how would you feel if you lived more intentionally okay so we talked about what is your purpose and how do i accomplish this accomplishing this is truly setting a calendar and the third is when do i need to use boundaries oh baby oh baby This is where I got the most mixed up because I wasn't using boundaries. I was just in the trenches um, trying to please everybody else and say yes to everybody so they would like me rather than fulfilling my purpose. But the thing is, is once you set your purpose and once you set your calendar, you will have to start creating boundaries because people will want more and more and more of your time. And that is good. And sometimes we will say yes to those, but sometimes we have to say no. And no is a hard word. And let me explain. Jesus said no. Yes, he died for all of humanity. But in his lifetime, he had to say no if it was not fulfilling his purpose. Let me give just a few examples for my skeptics. Remember when Jesus met with the rich young ruler and the rich young ruler said, what do I need to do to follow you? And Jesus said, listen, you need to keep these commands. And the rich young ruler said, I'm doing that. And Jesus said, okay, that's great. Then sell everything and follow me. And the rich young ruler said, I won't. Jesus walked away from the rich young ruler. He walked away. So many of us are chasing people and things and jobs and priorities that were not ours or are not ours to chase. Jesus was not chasing the rich young ruler. Instead, he knew that his purpose in that moment was done and fulfilled and walked away. A seed was planted in his heart and he walked away. Now, this isn't to say, you know, every situation is going to be different. But I think this is such a good example. Are you chasing something or someone that is actually deterring you from your purpose or your mission? I want you to think about that. And here's where it gets even nittier and grittier. You know, Jesus often said some hard words. In Matthew 12, 46 through 50, it says this, While Jesus was still talking to the crowd, his mother and brothers stood outside wanting to speak to him. Someone told him, Your mother and brothers are standing outside wanting to speak to you. And he replied to them, Who is my mother and who are my brothers? Pointing to his disciples, he said, Here are my mother and my brothers. Forever does the will of my father in heaven is my brother and sister and mother. That is hard. Those are hard words to hear. But Jesus knew, again, his mission to bring people into the fold. And sometimes this meant that his family, his very own flesh and blood, would not believe in him or in his purpose or his mission. Friends, there will come a time when people very close to you will not understand you. They will not understand your all-out zeal and passion for whatever craft you have, and for making disciples of Jesus Christ. And I'm here to tell you that it's okay. It is okay to set a boundary there. You do not have to chase every single family member to Jesus Christ. You simply need to live your life in excellence as best you can, asking for forgiveness when you don't. And pointing to God. So, again, our three questions were What is my purpose? How do I accomplish this? And when do I need to use boundaries? Here's some practical questions for us that maybe you can sit with this week. Maybe you can sit and, and spend some time reflecting on. These are also great questions to move into 2021 with. And here they are. Can you begin to state your purpose? It often starts with a I and a verb. So I blank. I create. I teach. I care for. I love. I pour into. I curate. Can you begin to state your purpose? The second practical application is what's one thing you can do this week to move in that direction? Literally, like what in your gut speaks to you that you can move in that direction? Some maybe scarier movements than others, but what is one thing that you can do to be intentional? And third is where do you need to say no this week? And where do you need to say yes? Where do you need to say no and where do you need to say yes? It may be as simple as cutting out, you know, the second episode of Emily in Paris, I don't know. It may be, you know, actually saying no to something big and hard. And then where do you need to say yes? Where do you need to put it in your calendar to actually utilize the gifting? Where is it that if you are to be caring for those young minds that are in your home, you need to get on your knees and really pay attention to them? Or where in your work do you need to really drive down and have those intentional conversations with your peers? So again, practical applications. Can you begin to state your purpose? What's one thing you want to do this week that is intentional? Where do you need to say no? And where do you need to say yes? Friends, I am so glad that we could talk about what it looks and feels like to be a student of Jesus and how that leads us into being leaders for Jesus. And not just for Jesus, but for our communities for our states, for our nation, so that God gets much glory. As always, it takes a team to make this podcast happen. A big thanks to Sandra Houseman Design and Corey Thomason Productions. And if this interested you at all and you want to dive in deeper, come join a group of us that are doing this. Come join the actual course starting January 13th so that you can live more intentionally in 2021. so good and so exciting and so grounding. Friends, we would love to have you. You can find out more information at WhitneyPutnam.com slash happy. And as always, I hope that you go and live your big, happy life, the life that Jesus promised to you even today.